right, we are recording. Welcome to another episode of Booking Pop Culture from where I like to call the Mike Nine Studio in part with and syndicated through Podcast Detroit. I'm your referee, Rick Vivian, and tonight's bookers are God Loves, Bronson Kills, Dickie Bronson. Oh, fucking they. Let's yes. try that again. That really is a show now. Okay. <laughs> There we go. We're working on our NPR sound here, and I can't even turn a damn microphone on. Yeah. yeah. On the Skype machine, hailing from the law offices of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. First letter of his first name, Jay. I'm so happy you didn't turn the mic on. I, I just, <laughs> you know what? It's it's uh, Well, you know, that leads us right into this. It's been a couple, three weeks since our last episode. You know, apologize to the, you know, the five people in uh, South Africa that listened to us. Schedules being what they are. We dropped a number. We, we dropped a number of multi-part episodes over consecutive weeks. We and we kind of took Labor Day weekend off. Uh, there weren't many wrestling uh, events that weekend, and it just seemed like we needed you know we needed a weekend for barbecues and fantasy football drafts. Uh, so you know, so we thought we'd get together tonight and just kind of recap the summer a bit. Um, I want to talk first off. I want to talk uh, barbecues. Uh, I hit up a couple. One was with Jay and some friends. A buddy of ours smoked. Uh, I don't know, like 20 pounds of pork butt. All of the pork butt. All it was of pork glorious. Butt, yes. And all I ate was the burnt skin. Like he, at one point he was calling me into the kitchen like, Viv, Viv, Viv. And he had this hunk of skin that was about the size. It was basically the 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 face mask that uh, Hannibal Lecter was wearing at the end <laughs> of uh, Silence of the Lambs, but burnt and salty and awesome, which I suppose that one could have been as well. Was uh, that at the end of the night when he had the last butt he just wanted to get rid of, and he just opened it up and gave everyone a fork? That was right up to start, because he talked me into, uh, there was a bunch of kids there, and mm-hmm. they handed me uh, like a 24-pack of hot dogs, and I was on grill duty doing hot dogs, and that was, that was my, uh, you know, that was Reward. my... Reward. <laughs> yeah, that was my pay envelope <laughs> that night. I, uh, I got all the burnt skin, which I love. Yeah, and it's salty goodness. A funny thing, like at one point he's like, well, you know, how are those hot dogs coming? And I'm like, well, you know, they're not quite done yet. And he, he's like, no, they're done. They're it's long baloney. All you gotta do is yeah, heat them up. They're always done. <laughs> yeah, I'm like well, I don't know. I was kind of browning them. I don't ever want to hear the words long baloney again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and one of the moms is like, yeah, if they're at any bit burnt, the kids won't eat them, so they're done. Uh, you know, I was trying to brown them up like, uh, well, I went to a barbecue, uh, the Venom household at a barbecue. Dickie Bronson was there. I watched you uh, try to r- roasting up some marshmallows. Yeah. And then uh, burning them. Yeah. yeah. I always, uh, that's what it's I was going to happen anyway. Well, I was like, people always start out like, I'm going to roast this thing. I'm going to get it nice and brown. And then they realize it's going to take 20 minutes to do that. And they just jam it in the fire and get that carbon, this, the sugary carbon off of it. I, that that was one. I mean, Mrs. Venom puts on quite a spread when there's a. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that, she does it up. Yes, and there was there was a, a salad there. I think actually one of her friends brought it. It was a like a bean rice and feta cheese with like a apple cider vinegar dressing. I was eating the shit out of mm-hmm. that. But Dickie Bronson brought brought some. Was it like some flank steak? Chimichurri and flank steak. Yeah. I, we, I stole that recipe. I was going to say, do you want to give that recipe over the air here? That <laughs> 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 was, <it> was <laughs> oh. it, man. He was, he was pushing it like a friggin'. <laughs> yeah. It was good, though. Yep. It's the shit. Oh, you need a taste. You don't want to give it away? I mean, it's, it's cilantro, olive oil. 
Lime juice, red pepper flake, red wine vinegar, and salt, and I can't even tell you the amounts. Yeah. No, no, you never know what yeah. that. You can tell what the ingredients are. Yeah. Then you just whip it up. Yeah, if you can't figure it out, you don't deserve to have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, the mainstay of any good any good barbecue, there was a uh, um, just a stellar taco salad. I was crushing that. And and they had some, some burgers. Actually, uh, Shannon was uh, upset. Because she counted how many burgers were left and how many buns were left, and there was a uh, inordinate amount. Was, were there more buns left? Yes. And she's like, "You motherfuckers didn't need any buns." Yeah. I'm like, "Well, right. Yeah. yeah. We, just, we just ate them." At one point, I was just had a, I had a fork and and a and a burger, and I was eating meat sickles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she got to do. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else uh, at the barbecue stand out? No, they were all good times. Yeah. That's what Labor Day is about. Yes. I was impressed by the selection of different flavored chicken. Oh, right. He had two or three different marinades. Mm-hmm. That's always nice. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, there was yeah. a couple different uh, desserts. I uh, I know there was a, a carrot cake. There was like some kind of Oreo pudding. You know, they, I don't know if they call it like dirt cake or something. <laughs> and then there was something that was like a there's, a... there's a mud pie. I don't think there's a dirt cake. Isn't that the same thing? Ah, sure. All right. Uh, <laughs> there, uh, they had something that had like a uh, a pretzel bottom to it, which I like a nice pretzel bottom. <laughs> I heard that about you. Yes, it happens. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anything else on on barbecues? No. <laughs> I got nothing. You got nothing? Oh man, I thought we were talking food. You'd be right into this. I mean, when was the last time you ate today? A couple hours ago. I'm starving though. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't know. You be all right. I've been, I've been eating Parmesan crisps and crisps and drinking La Croix. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm about to fucking you. get some hummus and watch Sex in the City any minute now. I think you are pregnant. What? Uh, yeah, you know what? That brings up like two topics. Just before we hit record here, I mentioned trying to sound like NPR, and you said, <laughs> "Oh, I wanted to know if we get NPR names." And what? And what was your? Gonna I would be, be Lacroix filibuster. Yeah. And and Jace, Jason is definitely uh oh I already I already forgot your we were talking name. about smacking lips um what was yours Jay uh, I have no idea but I was just uh, saying I need to make my mouth exceptionally moist in order to sound very NPR it's like Misha Perdue or something like that uh, I believe mean, <laughs> is his NPR name uh, Misha Perdue I'll take it I've got plenty. But we were having a conversation once, and, and uh, Sex in the City came up, and you renamed Sex in the City. Oh, I call it Old Drunk Whores. <laughs> so if it comes on, I say, oh, Old Drunk Whores is on. Yeah. Or like Bizarre Foods is Fatty Eats Weird Shit. <laughs> to which I brought up diners, drive-ins, and Yeah, dives. Guy Fieri. And yeah. Uh, I call that, what did I call it? Hold on. Uh, oh, Smash Mouth Trash Mouth. <laughs> right. Is what I call it. And then, uh, and what was uh, First Blood? Was it first? Not first blood. True blood. True, True blood. blood. Oh, it's just sexy vampires. Sexy vampires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really yeah people, you need to rename TV shows. Yes. Yeah. People will be talking about it. like, oh, that show with Carrie and the, uh, Sex in the City. I'm like, what? They're like with with Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm like, oh, you mean old drunk whores? <laughs> I love that show. I love that show. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> All right. So we kind of wanted to talk about. Obviously, we always talk about TV and what's been out lately. And there's been a bit of a lull, so that's kind of why we went into some uh, different topics. We were talking fast food. Uh, we did actually talk about some wrestling. But uh, Amazon Prime has just come out with their pilot season. 
And this is the first time I had ever heard of it, but I guess this has been going on since about 2013. And, and it's, it's kind of an interesting business model when you think about it. So instead of investing a ton of money into a 10 to 15 episode show that might tank, they invest that same money into 10 to 15 different pilot episodes and let their subscribers vote on, uh, on what they should invest in. Um, which makes sense. I think uh, all three of us watched The Tick, and uh, Rich and I, and I know, Jay, you already saw this, uh, Rich and I just watched uh, Jean-Claude Van Johnson. That's so good. Well, <laughs> let's so get into these. Good. <laughs> Do we want to talk The Tick first? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's fine. Was, um, it was, I didn't, it was kind of nothing. Well, okay, did, did you watch the cartoon? I've, I've read the comic books, watched the cartoon, and watched the other live-action series. And yeah. liked all of those, and this was the first time I was like, I got kind of bored watching it. And I dig what they're doing. It wasn't poorly done. Like, they're handling the series level well, and it's still kind of goofy. The, the mm-hmm. suit is horrible. Yeah, it looks horrible. Yeah, the guy looks, plays him well. It looks dry yeah. and old. It looks. It makes him look lumpy and fucking weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, But the actor is the guy that was in Shaun of the Dead that played the dickhead roommate mm-hmm. that was bullying Ed all the time. And he was in, he's been in tons of stuff, Guardians of the Galaxy. He, the voice was dead on. The way he played him was great. He's a big dude. But the suit just, like, made him look horrible. Uh, That's my biggest complaint. Uh, I didn't mind the suit from 2001 with Patrick Winter. It was amazing. Yeah, that was great. And did you see that he produced this? Yeah, I, well, I thought it was going to be him in the role again. They said he was back on board, but I, I never said just producer. Well, Ben Edlund is the guy that created the take, has produced all of them. So this is his take on it, so you can't be mad, I guess. But I feel like they're trying to go the Wilfred route of the take is in Arthur's head because they had to see mm-hmm. he's talking to the nightlight, and then the tick mm-hmm. kind of just appears, and you know they show him stealing the suit. Like I'm worried like if it does continue... Then they're gonna show. Oh, it's really Arthur stealing the suit, and they're gonna try to pull a Fight Club thing. I, th- I'd be kind of upset if they did that. I think it's cheap, but it's the guy's yeah, character. Mister Robot just did the Fight Club thing. Did they? Oh, really? Yeah. It's yeah. so overdone. Um. So uh, you know, of course, with everything else, I'm not as familiar with the Tick. It's <laughs> just about <laughs> anything we talk about. So, was there anything in in this pilot episode that they? drew from the comics or the other shows or um, was this all new material uh, well the terror is in the comic and the shows yeah. uh what's his name jack earl haley's character who played really well mm-hmm. uh the superhero that was on the oprah or Whoopi goldberg show yep uh he's a version of the character that was in uh the live action series and a version uh, that was in uh the comic uh, Omni Man or something like that, but they renamed it, but it's the same character, just with different names. Um, Arthur's always Arthur, you know. Um, so did just by the bare bones of it, yeah, it's the same characters. But as far as Arthur's uh, backstory being, you know, the kid in the picture, that wasn't in. They, he didn't really have an. Or, and the, he was just some guy, and that worked at an office job that was sick of the day to day life. Oh, all right. What was the original? Okay. Version of that, and he just become, wanted to become a superhero and quit his. Like he would wear his suit to work, and that's why he got fired. <laughs> <laughs> it opens with him in his suit, and the boss is like, "Are we going to talk about this?" Or you know, <laughs> who was actually Christopher Lloyd on the TV series, right? Played his boss, kid uh, firing him. But no, yeah, that's always been. The, but they're trying to add depth, and like I suppose they're trying to address like 
the movie superhero world, the grim and gritty, and like trying right. to reflect that. But I don't know. It's just not my favorite take on the character. I realize yeah. it was a pilot, so it really leaves you hanging. I mean, I guess it leaves you wanting. Okay, this it it was comparing it to Jean Claude Van Johnson. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of meat in that. I thought. Um, did, Jay, did you just have something? I'm sorry, did I cut you off. Yeah, no, no, no. It's fine. I was just gonna say I didn't mind it. I, I'm interested. I would like to see where it would go from there. I right, think that exactly. they laid a lot of foundation that could be interesting. Right. Um, it was very quirky, though. Uh, like, 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 even for the tick, it was quirky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are the tick's superpowers? I actually looked it up recently because I always look things up after I watch it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's nigh invulnerable, which means like he can almost never be hurt or killed. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot. I read that I didn't know this was a thing. He has um, uh, what do they call it? Drama ability. Whereas the drama heightens in a fight scene, the stronger <laughs> he gets, which is actually pretty great. Um, it's like speed adjustable volume. Super strength. I believe that's it. I'm sure there's like maybe yeah. one or two like random stupid things, but because he was able to uh, almost move like the Flash, you know, or move from you know a hundred feet away within an instant. Oh, that's just he can leap and bound, kind of the way Superman originally could. Okay, he so can't he, fly. Was, he was jumping. But the way Superman okay. was in the 30s, he can jump mm-hmm. like because of his like leg strength. Like The Hulk does that, too. Oh, the Hulk yeah. can like, hop super far. Okay. Um, one of the things I always loved about the, the Tick uh, comic and uh, TV show was that he just wrecks fucking buildings as he's jumping. Oh, really? Right. I mean, yeah, he's just <laughs> leaving holes. Knocking over chimneys, and of course, completely oblivious to it all. <laughs> the people that he's supposedly saving. Yeah, he's and he's ridiculously optimistic. Patrick Wartburn did an interview where he said he's like, the way I play the tech is he's like a child seeing everything for the first time, and he's amazed by all of it. He's like, that's the way you have to play the tech, and it's actually great. That's what mm-hmm. makes the character fucking awesome. <laughs> but like when in the series with Patrick Wartburn, there's a character dies. And Arthur has to explain death to him. Oh. Where he was like, he doesn't understand oh, he doesn't the concept understand it, yeah. of yeah. But the thing is, you never know where he came from. There never gave him an origin. This is what we were talking about, yeah, before we watched uh, John Claude here. Yeah, they gave him uh, in the comic. The first issue opens with him in a straitjacket, not knowing what he's doing there. Mm-hmm. And then he eventually escapes, and you know, it's weird because he's kind of like. Um, the vision or like the movie Chappie where he's just so childlike that it seems like he knows things that other people don't. He's got this like odd wisdom about him where like people think like, this guy's an idiot. And then it kind of turns out he's a little less jaded and a little more right about things. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, uh, yeah. So even in the, in the TV show, they have an episode where he needs to get a superhero registration license and they're talking to him about who he is and where he came from. And he's got absolutely nothing. <laughs> he has no clue. <laughs> Absolutely, like any, everything he says just leads to more questions. Like, so you don't know: is he a crazy person? Is he really half human? Half you have no clue. And I actually oh, like that. I wonder, yeah. like, could you even live up to an origin after that? Yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, so then that leads us to Jean Claude Van Johnson. I, I watched this, and then I immediately told both of you, "You got to watch this." And then uh, uh, Dickie Bronson came over. We had to watch it. The hilarious. I, I think everything about it is is a he's spoofing himself, and he was he's the executive producer, so this is all him, and he's the perfect spoof of himself. Yes, 
Uh, and it just, it, he could not play this better. And it, it, it's perfect that he is so Botox to shit. <laughs> and then his face is just pulled so tight that yeah. you're just like, yep, you are a parody of yourself now. He's not as bad as Stallone, but. Well. I mean, Stallone has had some good movies, yeah. but he's done yeah. some stuff to his face. Oh, yeah. oh no, he's, yeah. his, his face is unrecognizable now. Right. But, but uh, uh, the first 30 seconds of that, I was, it was amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so the, good. yeah, why am I? All, I took a shower and I'm all sticky. It's coconut, it's coconut water. Yeah. She's like, I didn't know that. He goes, Of course you don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, you never you never do. This yeah. is my first time here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets up and he's got all of his soaps and uh, uh, colognes and everything has got his initials on it. Everything yeah. he's wearing. Uh, and then <laughs> the 30 feet to go get the newspaper. He has to get on a Segway and. Pick up the newspaper with with the claws. Like his life has just become that. <laughs> so yeah, this is a it, the pilot was so good. Mm-hmm. I worry that it's going to have uh, Ferris Bueller the TV series syndrome. Oh, do you did you do you remember back in the day I knew that it when they did the? <sighs> yeah, I, I seem to remember it being a turd. Yeah, the first the the pilot episode of that though the first one was fast-paced it was quick it was hilarious yeah and then they realized crap we have to make like 40 of these and they couldn't so uh and then again i think that the netflix model may be behoove it if they could only do eight episodes of it right i'd watch the shit out of eight episodes of john claude van johnson well i think if anything stranger uh, stranger things is set is that i want all shows to be somewhere around eight episodes yeah anything more than that no uh, Jessica Jones sucked because of it. The Flash suffers from having 20-some episodes. Oh, yeah, I can't. And and that's the uh, British television series model, is that it's very short seasons Mm -hmm. um, that come and go really quick, but you always have new stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't they call them series over there? Series 1, Series 2? Anytime I've bought DVDs, uh, you know, BBC DVDs, it, it always screws with me. (laughs) <laughs> the, uh, I was waiting for them to. They kept talking about how Brown was on the assignment, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "What's what random celebrity is he gonna be?" Like, I waited for that cameo, because you know it's got to be a celebrity because he's another agent in right. the thing. Right. And it would be, oh yeah. It would be great if it's actually Nick Cage who so they spoofed on the whole time. So he's Nicholas Brown. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Well, they also mentioned uh, Val Kilmer in there too, and the guy at the uh, the pop up ramen. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dry ramen. <laughs> As see, see my my uh, my guess would be that it ends up being Dolph Lundgren because one, he's available. Oh, that would sure. be great. And two, they have the Universal Soldier oh, uh, connection. Yes, because they've been on. He mi- would totally do something like that. He's been doing tons of comedy lately. Yeah. And oh yeah. Didn't he just do the straight to DVD uh, Kindergarten Cop? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> what I hear. I he was on Workaholics. He played himself on Workaholics. Really? Uh, did was he on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, or did they just talk about him? Remember that episode where they were making the movie where they wanted Dolph Lundgren to play the role? I don't think he popped up. I don't think he was on there. Yeah, but um, they uh, oh, I totally lost it. Forget it. (laughs) (laughs) And we're done. Oh no! When he's got the uh, when he's at that ramen restaurant and he taps the dude with the beard and the man bun and he's on his phone and he just goes. Because uh, <laughs> like, he yeah. has to talk yeah. to someone. This is a pop-up experience. Yeah. He just yes. tapped, excuse me, and the guy just goes, oh. 
He's like so perfect. <laughs> there was another show, uh, Sneaky Pete, which has Giovanni Ribisi. I always mm-hmm. stumble over his name. That looks interesting. I Is don't that know. an Amazon thing? It's on, It's one of these uh, I thought there were only three. Oh, no. I think there's like eight, oh, eight or wow. ten of them, yeah. Because there was another one with Kevin Bacon called I Love Dick. I think that was the last, because I, I, I looked this up on, you know, I did some Wikipedia research for the show. And I think that was the last Amazon pilot season. Oh, and they they debuted they debuted it with the Tick and John Claude Van Johnson. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't watch it because I watched the trailer and it did nothing for me. I guess yeah. it's based on a book where everybody's fascinated with Kevin Bacon's character, and it just like doesn't do it. I don't care. Yeah, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, you got enough Kevin Bacon. I in only your life? have so much. I got a lot of time, but I got none 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 of the time for this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. yeah, I'm looking up at a bunch of the uh, the Amazon pilots right now, mm-hmm. and it looks like um, a bunch of them have already been ordered. Of oh, really? uh, like the Cosmopolitans have had extra scripts ordered. Untitled Woody Allen project got six episodes. Woody Allen is he, that just uh, the name of it, or is it really a Woody Allen project? Is he dead? No, he's alive. No, yeah, is he? Yeah. Oh. Um, under wraps, thirty minute show. Set during the 1960s is all they got. So it's weird because I felt like the Tick and Jean Claude Van Johnson are like the only ones I heard about, and it didn't get picked up. That's super weird. Well, I don't know that they they have not been picked up, but they've not been picked up yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you watch them, they they force you to watch. Well, there's like a whole uh, pilot season teaser yeah. uh, for each one, and then they kind of show you the rest that are there. But I think they end up picking about five or six shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that's how, uh, was it Transamerica or whatever it is, got picked up? Transparent. Transparent, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was that with, uh, what's his name? Jeffrey. Uh, uh-huh. He, that guy. He, Tambor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And was he transvestite? He's yeah. a dad that becomes a transsexual, Gender. transgender. He identifies I just know that I there's things I can't say, so I just rattle through the ones I know I can, and somebody can pick out which one's the yeah. least offensive. I think I think now we say he identifies female. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then Target has a special bathroom for them. Or is that Target? Look, you know, we can get into that real quick. I just feel like it's going to become where every bathroom is going to be just a stall with the door. Yeah. Uh, and I'm cool with that. That's fine. I, I like privacy. That's fine. Yeah. Just put tampon machines and urinals and everything. Yeah. And we're fine. Yeah. Whatever. Or, or don't put a urinal. Who the fuck cares? Honestly, yeah. You, I mean, it's it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I feel pressure to use a urinal. I walk in and there's a urinal and then there's a stall closer, and I feel like, oh well, I have to walk over to the urinal. Guess what? I fucking don't. No. <laughs> Sometimes I just sit my ass down and pee. Oh, yeah? You like, do you like to sit to pee? Sometimes if I'm in the Target or a Meyer or a Macy's, that's the only time I get to sit for a while. And I, that's what I do. I prefer, I mean, I don't know I want to say I prefer, but standing and peeing at, at a standard, you know, I guess, toilet just because of the sound. Well, that like, is a very feel satisfying like that, sound, like I yeah. did something. Like and there, also, there's not a wall of germs an inch away from my dick. Yeah. <laughs> and two dudes on each side of you. Yeah. But yeah, there's a bunch of dudes being nice and quiet, and then there's me just like I'm pouring out a pitcher of water. Well, and I really, really like the bars that uh, in restaurants that'll put a, a bunch of ice in the urinals. Oh, that's, oh, that's just I think, fun. 
Yeah, that yeah. just makes a game out of I'm it. I'm going to play Melty Ice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe the reasoning for that, and I could be wrong here, is because um, uh, nobody's flushing. And right. so they, they put yeah. the ice there, and then it, it causes a constant uh, water drip, and thus the uh, musky beer piss does not stink up the joint. Mm-hmm. I believe. Although a lot of places that I've seen it at already stink. Because it's usually at your... You also have to clean out the ice machine sometimes. I, this is I true. That's oh, another thing. and then you put it, need to put it somewhere. Yeah, they just toss it in there. Uh, hmm. But all I know is, is this is a weird thing I see. Hmm. Peeing next to somebody if you don't have to is one thing. Like, yeah, make a space. When somebody's weird enough to where there's three stalls and one guy's on each end and he'll wait until they're done instead of taking the middle one, like, get the fuck over it. But I see in restaurants sometimes guys will not sit next to each other at a bar or like a Qdoba where it's like that community style. Like they will have a seat between them yeah. while they eat. Like how homophobic can you be? Well, that's, you know, that we, we always referred to that as the gay chair. Like if you sit there, then you must be gay. Is that right? a thing? That's what we've just always done. Who's we? Me and my friends. You guys won't sit next to each other? No, we do. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's you, when you see that, you refer to that as the gay uh-huh. because that's what suddenly makes. But you gay. get over it, dude. Like it doesn't bother me. No, I don't care. And as someone, I want to lean over and talk to my friends. As soon as yeah, <laughs> as what what bothers me is like like say I have limited space space at the bar I'm working at, and right. then two dickheads decide to sit with a chair in between them. Mm-hmm. Like oh great, there goes money out of my pocket yeah. because of your homophobia. Like right. Well, or, you have to understand that. That chair is the only thing preventing them from making out. That right. is the only thing stopping their penises from touching each yes, other. They don't want people yeah. to talk. Yeah, butterfly uh, kisses. But, and, and it's not like some like a any woman is gonna just sit in between them. Like, oh hey, is this seat taken? No, they're yeah, no, not not gonna happen. Dudes. Never happening. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were talking about urinals. I hate to take it back to that, but uh, I always hate to do. Let's say you got three urinals and picks the middle one, and then. Sometimes I see this. I see this. You see this more at work than you do in, you know, like the uh, the Joe or something. But you know, you'll have the little walls between the urinals, and there's dudes that will walk up to the middle urinal and put their arms. I've never seen that on the walls. Life. That's extremely oh, yeah. weird. And so you're walking up, going, uh, "What's controlling?" I've you, never you, seen that in my you've life. Got an, you've got an uncontrolled hose here. What's what's something's. How is this? Some somebody's got to aim this thing. I think you get your ass kicked for doing something like that. <laughs> I just start, I don't know. If this it's is an old one man I, this, thing. Yeah, but uh, at court, there's a couple of like old attorneys. When I say old attorneys, I mean we're talking in their mid to late 70s attorneys that go up, drop their drawers to the ground. Oh yeah, I would like you're five and, years old. I thought about doing that just for shock factor. Right. And they will pee with their hand, both hands on their hips. While, yeah, oh, do yeah. they have their underwear on still? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought about they're, going they're, dropping they're, full they're, everything. So they going walk bare ass, ass. <laughs> like a fucking five yeah. year old. No, I, and then just like no selling it to everyone. But and then the, yeah, the peeing with hands on hips is the same thing as as elbows on the walls. It's like who's that's just a cocky stance to pee in. No pun intended. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. something's got to control that thing. Like who the fuck yeah. are you? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> no, I don't like that. Here's a question. How that I dare ask you sometimes. be like that? I'd sir. say that to him. I'd stand next to him and go like, "Who the fuck right. are you?" No, this is when I go to the stall and pee standing up because then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm showing my prowess by making a large splashing noise. Well, that yeah, you don't want to embarrass the rest of the guys out there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Keep yeah. it under wraps. <laughs> Keep it secret. Yeah. Keep it. Tight. Um. Oh, where was I going with this? I completely lost it. Um. Oh man, now I got to rewind a little bit. So we were talking about old man peeing. Oh, old when man. you mentioned old old attorneys, yeah. Do they all? Do all old attorneys have ponytails? I see no. more old There's attorneys. With, oh yeah. my god, that reminds me of this kids in the hall skit. He's cool. He's hip. He's forty five. Do you remember? <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And it's Bruce McCullough. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Pull it up another time, but okay. yeah, it's yeah. so good. All right. Well, okay, let's get off the topic. Of, well, you know what I do? This is a question that I ask just to be awkward, but are you a flop over the waistband, or do you use the fly of your underwear? I use the fly. Really? Unless it's like an emergency, and I got to go like right now. Uh, okay. Then I just pull everything down the front. Oh, okay. Because this I just, is... Fuck it. I don't have time. No, no. It's but all, then you it's run all the about evacuation at that you point. Run the, I was trying to piss in my gear the other day. Like, I had my gear on for the match, and I obviously don't have a fly, mm-hmm. which I might change that in the future. But... <laughs> and it was very tight, and I had to pull them down, and then you run the risk of, you know... You can't shake, and it's gonna trap some pee. Yeah, right. you're gonna pee spot. And then now I'm gonna have a gigantic pee spot. Right. So I had to, you know, you have to dab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boom, and then you have to go in the stall and dab, and then mm-hmm. you know whatever. So I did. There's a lot of ins and outs. I'll take the extra time knowing I have to do that for immediate evacuation. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I. <laughs> I have an answer. I'm sorry. Don't ask questions <laughs> you don't want the fucking answer. <laughs> no, to. I love that. That's a great answer. I and appreciate when, it. When you say it's just the 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 hurdles that one has to go through when they're wearing spandex. I have to pee immediately a lot, and I've gotten really good at <laughs> peeing in bottles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you came running in the house today. Hey, you know, how you doing? I got to pee. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting good at it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's usually my gimmick. I have, I have a small bladder. When you said old lawyer, is it weird that the first thing that always pops in my mind is a guy in like a a white suit with a hat looking like Boss Hog with a southern accent. Why do I picture old, like, Kentucky gentleman well, lawyer? Declare. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, with weird euphemisms, like, yeah, and if a frog had wings, he wouldn't bump his ass when he hopped. Like, I just picture that guy when I, you say old lawyer, because I want that to be a man. I'm more nervous than the long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Like, it's just who pops in my head. There is an old lawyer who lives in um, a shoe. does wear white suits and a white hat to court does every day he, does he have a southern accent like that he does not have a southern That's accent a bunch of bullshit. Um, he, yeah, he needs to work on that what happened he needs to work on that oh yeah, yeah. no he's uh he's awesome because he likes to bring motions about laws that don't exist and we just sit there and laugh does he great. does he intentionally bring these like, oh yeah does he know they don't exist oh yeah okay. he just thinks they should Oh, okay. Like, is he being serious? Yes. Oh. Is he, oh when lawyers get to a point, they just don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> yeah. I remember I had a situation with a lawyer, and I was like, what about this scenario? And they're like, oh, um, one second. And they fucking typed it into Google, 
And I'm like, I could be a lawyer. Oh, yeah. I could be a doctor by that measure. Yeah, don't don't go <laughs> spreading that around. Oh, sorry. No, you can edit that. It's trade secrets. You can edit that out. That's an IT thing, too. <laughs> Secret of the pros. If, when I'm in, if I'm interviewing a new IT candidate, I always ask them what start listing off what resources you use and if they don't say well i mean you know google's my best friend then yeah. they're, then they're lying to me yeah yeah you know like i know that we we google and that's where you get your answer yeah yeah and then when you pay uh we just had a consultant come in and they started googling stuff and i immediately said okay well you know maybe this engagement is over you know what gets my goat uh oh this Where's is what goat? grinds my gears goat getter <laughs> fucking People that post questions on Facebook that easily could have been typed in a Google search bar instead. Mm. Well, I mean, this kind of goes to, um, you know, I, I actually pitched this show to, to a couple people because they, uh, one of them in particular, I don't want to name names just because it might never happen, um, is that they absolutely hate social media and the internet because nobody has conversations anymore. And you used to be able to, uh, just call up your friends and ask them, you know, what was the uh, what was the name of that uh, song on that album by blah, blah, blah? You know, well, I don't know, but let me call so-and-so. And, th- and this is what is rotting our social, uh, our, our ability to socialize. Right. I think. This is why those two guys won't sit next to each other at the bar. I feel yeah, like, well, see, I feel I like there's a lot of... I that guy that people would, call, people would call. I'd be the one in, at two in the morning, hey... Who was the bass player on Temple of the Dog? I mean, it's like, shut up. That's why, <laughs> yes, you are you are the pop culture guru. Um, well, I mean, we text you. Is it illegal to, and it usually. That should be, yeah. that should yeah. be a skit, lonely guy after Google. <laughs> Just like kicking a can down the street, be like, yeah. anybody want to know what year Max Headroom aired? No one? <laughs> Anybody interested in the name of the third Leprechaun movie that was straight to DVD? No. And at the end of the movie, the, the dog, the scruffy dog, walks up to him and just walks with him. Like, yeah. Oh, he has a friend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then he has to type into Google uh, what to feed a dog. Yeah, how do you feed it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's exactly what I did when I got Stephen Larry. I'm like, I have no idea. What yeah, how many times? How much do I feed these things? They weigh 13 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Jay, um, you had an idea about uh, kind of the winners and losers of this past summer uh, and some categories. Yeah, no, it was a uh, as as individuals who are affiliated in some way with professional wrestling. I was thinking of you know who's the champ of the summer, you know? Oh, and uh, who won in different categories was uh, sort of an easy way to break it down. The two. For television, at least, the two that I was uh, fighting with, and I don't, I know what my answer is. I don't know what your answer is, uh, Viv or Dicky, but uh, uh, Stranger Things versus Night Out. Yeah, I, I, I still haven't seen Night Out. I can't weigh in. I and this is where I, I think Daredevil uh, season two, though. Yeah, I put Daredevil season two in there. We'll, we'll, we'll have the a three-way summer? dance. Yeah. Was it the summer? Yeah, that is. Yeah, March. Was. No, it might have been March. Yeah, that oh, would have been yeah. <laughs> but even you know, I've, so I saw both, and yeah. I, I, I have such a love for Stranger Things and those kids and everything about them. Um, I Night of I, I, I think it it seems like, um, you and a couple of our friends are the only people that I feel have seen it. 
I, I don't know that it got enough pub. You know, it's it's funny that uh, it was such a good show, but it definitely. I wonder if it, people were scared away from from it because of True Detective season two, because mm. it looked and that's what everybody asked me when I described Night of to them. It was like, oh, is it like True Detective? It's like, well, no. I True Detective in that it's about crime. Yeah. And, the and, justice system and certainly about you know season one true detective and in, in that it it was great but yeah it's completely different you yeah know, i feel like uh and yeah you dickie you need to watch it i i know we've been true over detective this. or night of night of have you seen the true detective i only watched the start I of season two hadn't seen any of it but one day one episode was on with woody harrelson and mm-hmm. the chick he was having an affair with and i normally don't mark out for like actresses or like, oh, that chick's hot. I'm like, yeah, who cares? But Alexandra Daddario, I was, I had to immediately Google who is that woman, and I Googled it, and that's who it was, and she's fucking amazing. I don't remember her. She's the chick Woody Damn. Harrelson is having an affair with. She was on an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they, mm-hmm. the rich brother and sister who were playing the, the, uh, cruel intentions game. Yes. With uh, oh Charlie yeah. yeah. And, uh, but that's as far as that's all I know about True Detective. Yeah. But well, uh, Night of I have not seen. Yeah. Why do I always have to bring it back to Pussy? What's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> we go back to the urinals if you want. Um, I feel like I need to get uh, At Huck to say something to bleep that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kitty Cat. No, I. Oh, uh, right, yeah, her. Hmm? I loved. Um, Stranger Things more than I've loved a TV show in a very long time. Yeah, it just it was a happy place. I've only seen a couple people, and not necessarily talking poor of it, but you know, just just being somewhat even just a a glimmer of negative about it. And I just like, oh, you have no soul. (laughs) No, and uh, one guy I told to watch it who I thought was going to like it posted something. He's like, anybody watching this show? I watched a couple, and I just don't find it very original. I'm like, it's not supposed to be. Mm-mm. I mean, it is, no. well, it's but it's to, supposed to be an homage to that. I'm like, are you enjoying to take it? Take you back somewhere. Yeah, that's that's the point. It's mm-hmm. not trying to be like, ooh, look how unique it is. That nothing's fucking unique anymore. Yeah. But uh, and for once, like, I can't watch shows that just make me feel terrible all the time, mm-hmm. especially when it's some of those. Uh, Shows where it's a character who's like always down on his luck or like never wins, you know what I mean? Like even if it's supposed to be funny, I'm like I can't watch some poor guy getting fucked over repeatedly. Oh, maybe you don't want to watch Night of then. I, I mean, I'll watch that for the entertainment value. Oh, I mean, I get it. I get what yeah, it is. I get it's, it. It is. Uh, I mean, it's it's a crime drama, but to a detail, every episode and every scene, the just the way they film everything takes you to that scene as he. You know, so the guy, the guy, uh, um, the the basic premise of of episode one is this guy steals his he's he's Indian, and steals his dad's or borrows his dad's taxi cab because he wants to go to this party, and as he's driving to this party, he's unable to turn off the uh, off duty the on duty light. He's unable to turn it off, and first these guys jump in and he tells them you know get out of the cab, and he's just he's this you think he's this little scrawny dude. And then um, they get out, and as soon as they get out, this attractive woman gets in, and she's clearly has a dark past, and she clearly has, you know, she's she's very emo um, or you know, gothy, whatever. 
And he instantly is like, eh, screw that party. I'm going to hang out with this chick. And they drink. She gives them some, uh, um, I, I guess I still they call do a it lot of ecstasy. Drugs. Yeah, they do, they do some drugs. And then um, they go back to her place. And they start fooling around. And then the next scene is him waking up in the kitchen, passed out, and goes into the bedroom. And she's murdered. Like, there's just, I mean, she's been stabbed. Uh, she was stabbed 23 times because they point out in, in the show that she was 23. Can I say real quick that mm. any time when I was in my man whore phase and gallivanting and tomcatting about, tomcatting. that was my number one nightmare. Sure. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> what, had, if like, I, what if what if what if I leave this woman's house and she ends up getting murdered and I right. was like the last person? That's, like, that's horrifying. Yep. Why did that enter my brain? Because of movies. <laughs> Yep, because your DNA is everywhere. Oh, I got a filthy story I can't tell. Yeah, we'll talk offline. Um, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so that's so then the um, movie The Crush. Have you seen The Crush? Yep. Terrifying. Mm -hmm. Terrifying movie for a man. Yep. Over the age of twenty. <laughs> yes. Anyway. No, and that's that's where this this goes. I, again, maybe you should not watch this, but it is very, very good, and just you know how he gets arrested. And then, you know, gets, he gets taken to Rikers, just his dealings with the police before Rikers, the transportation to Rikers. And then it gets into attorneys and um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Totoro? Yeah, John Totoro. Totoro. The, the Jesus. Yeah, he shows up in episode two and takes over. He's amazing. And I guess the whole story of this is that Oh, crap. Gandolfini. Yeah, James Gandolfini w was just all about this show because it's based off of something on BBC. Correct. Right? Yeah, which now I need to find that and watch that. But he was all about the American ad adaptation of this and to the point where he was pushing it, he was pushing it, and then he died. So they were going to get De Niro to play that part. Gandolfini was going to play Totoro's part. And they were going to get De Niro to play it, and De Niro couldn't. He was filming something, so they got Totoro to play it. And they still gave J James Gandolfini, an executive producer, uh, uh, credit in the show. And, and yeah, for the legwork he did in the beginning. Yeah, and yeah. he'd been dead for like two years, I think, at this point. Yeah. But Totoro is just amazing. I, I don't know that I can picture anyone else playing that character. Um, he, he made that character his own. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. great. And then, then it gets into... Uh, uh, the, the show, to me, isn't necessarily solving the crime or, or did he or did he do it or anything like that. It is showing how this that one night affected all these people's lives, his, his parents, Taturo's, uh, a couple other attorneys, um, even the police, uh, and then a number of people around, the, well, obviously the girl who was killed, and just how that night affected them moving forward. When he was in Rikers... And he became he became a a convict. I mean, he because he had to survive. And Totoro went from being this kind of ambulance chaser attorney to kind of stepping up and becoming an attorney because he had this uh, kind of underling. But I, I don't want to talk too much about it if as anyone hasn't seen it. But it is great. But then watching Stranger Things. You know, and we we did a show talking about Stranger Things it was just so great, and everything every time these kids pop up on a show, and they were on uh, Jimmy Fallon recently, they were on that Chelsea Handler recently, 
And then they're on, the kids are on Chelsea Handler. You don't even want to know what I call the Chelsea Handler. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what is <laughs> well, then they had Barb bring, uh, bring them cake. It so was, Barb came out. And then it's called Baseball Glove Talks to Celebrities. Oh. <laughs> no, she's fine. She's all right. No, yeah. I think she's pretty. She's pretty. Yeah. She's pretty. And then, I mean, she's, uh, she has zero fucks. You know? Yeah. I, I appreciate that. No, she's fine. Yeah. No, Edit nice. that out. Okay. <laughs> it's called Beautiful Woman Talks to Celebrities. Fancy boys. Fancy boys. <laughs> all yeah, right. So I'm going to declare uh, Stranger Things the, the winner of summer tv yeah mm-hmm. well and it's funny that we call it tv when it's actually netflix but i guess well, it's, yeah, TV. It's, it's an episodic program mm. that i watched on my television well there you go okay there's a nice definition <laughs> all right what other categories you got uh i got comics because mm. uh um summer is always where the uh, big crossover events happen so we had uh rebirth we had civil war two and then I'm also going to put in there as a crossover big event, uh, Batman Ninja Turtles. Which uh, I did you read any of those, Dicky? I only read Rebirth. Okay. And it was slightly confusing because I hadn't followed a lot of stuff, but I got the general, the general gist of it. I've already trailed off on it. I was trying to stick with some of them. Um, I got a number of the uh, number one episodes, and then stuck with Batman. And I think now it's. Is it episodes, issues? And is it five issues deep now, I think? Uh, five or six, yeah. Yeah, and I am I think I've read two, three, three. Well, the issue is is that um, they set up a lot of stuff in Rebirth that now they have not followed up on. And Jeff Johns has already said it's going to take about two years for us to have follow up on this. No, oh, see, so instantly I'll stop reading and then just get the trade. Yeah, yeah, but it, I mean, uh, Batman's been good because uh, I'm always Batman, Mark. But uh, Green Lantern Corp has been good. Um, Is it Corp or Core? It's Core, but I say Corp because I'm an asshole. Well, you're Canadian. Um, <laughs> uh, and then Hal Jordan Green Lantern is okay. At least they have Sinestro being bad again. Mm-hmm. Um, Justice League has been probably the best of them. And then uh, All-Star Batman is written by uh, Snyder, who wrote the new 52 Batman. That was amazing. So I'm reading that, too. But, yeah, the uh, Rebirth, the the, uh, the one shot was amazing, and then everything else has sort of been a blah. Yeah. Um, Civil War Two, I, it's... What's the point? It's just a wet fart right now. Yeah. Um, and they just announced today that the, it's not going to conclude until December. So, give me the trade. I, yeah, so <laughs> don't can't. bother with that. But yeah. you know, I was talking to at the the last uh, XI show this this Sunday. I was talking with our good friend of the program, Joe Coldman, about oh, uh, yeah. um, Batman Ninja Turtles. And I was going to say, I think that's the winner here, even though yeah. I haven't read it yet. But everyone who's read it loves it. I did just get the. They came out with a trade, but it's a hardcover trade. Yep. Um, it's sitting next to my bed. And a stack and of other things that are sitting next to my bed. Books. Joe said it perfectly when he said, you know, I just had so much fun reading it, and I don't know why the rest of the comics I read aren't this much fun. And that's what makes it, in my opinion, the winner of the summer for comics, mm-hmm. is that it was just 
it made you smile from ear to ear throughout the entire thing. It was just great. Yeah, I know Jay Adams, Eddie Venom, is all about it as well. Yeah. Yeah, so... You didn't get to um, read that one? No, nah, not yet. I will. I'll get the paperback probably. Yeah. I feel like when you deal with like DC characters, you have to go through so many lines of defense of what you can and cannot do with the character probably. Because I think I was reading an interview with somebody that was doing the Power Rangers comic now. Mm-hmm. And they said they were shocked that when they had to go get things approved with Saban, they basically said okay to everything they ever came up with. They're just like, sure. Mm. And if they, there was anything they couldn't do, they gave them a very reasonable explanation why not and suggested a way to accomplish the same thing a different way. So they said like they had never had that experience with like a company ever where they were like that agreeable for them to do whatever they wanted. Hmm. So I feel like you probably have to deal with so many fucking things with like an older character. You feel because of the Marvel's the, been the fucking the shits. I haven't read it. Comics. I have no it, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, th- this is the thing. They've become a movie There was company. a big pissing contest between DC and Marvel where like somebody was like, fuck Marvel, and then Joe Quesada brought up the whole, oh, no, well, we need heat. Comic companies need to hate each other, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you didn't do shit. Marvel's popular now because you guys have a movie studio, and Kevin Feige, Feige I've never heard his name pronounced out loud, was running it and hiring awesome directors and actors to make movies for you. Your comics have not been a success. I'm sure your sales are fine, but that's because of the fucking comics. You guys were going to go bankrupt in the 80s. You know, like, mm-hmm. your comics have been, every time I see something posted about, like, Iron Man is a young black girl now, mm-hmm. and, like, Hulk is a young Asian kid, and, like, fucking Thor is a woman, and Captain America is three different, I don't fucking know. It's just, like, it's all publicity stunts. It's, people aren't yeah. pissed that you're changing the race of the character. It's the fact that it's clearly a yeah. shock value money grab yeah. and complete does not help anything. Just well, so. I think we talked about this uh, a little bit uh, four or five episodes ago is the fact that Marvel isn't, isn't introducing new characters. They're just yeah, rebranding is... their legacy characters. Yeah. When Huck was on. Yeah. Oh. And, and it's cheap. It's totally cheap. Oh, come yeah. up. Think, come up with something. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, just tell good stories again. Like that's yeah. what was, was successful. I don't know. But then using the same characters. Yeah. Just get a really good writer to have like a 10 issue arc on something that doesn't yeah. involve alternate universes and 50 different fucking characters and universe shattering events like daredevil born again. Frank Miller eventually kind of lost his mind has done really weird things lately, but mm-hmm. that was awesome. I don't know if you've read it no. or know anything about it. Basically Karen page, his ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. who's on the show was originally like a drug addict and did porn and that was her dark past and then it comes up again and she sells daredevil's identity to somebody basically for drugs because she's down and out and it gets to the kingpin and the kingpin finds out who he is blows up his apartment and completely destroys his life because he found out his secret identity and it's daredevil coming back from that and it's fucking great it's so good and i hope they do it on the tv series but uh what was i gonna say had to do with Marvel. When, when did oh, that come out? The eighties. Okay. Yeah. But uh, before, uh, oh, like race changes. Like I was reading something. This kid that did the voice of the kid on Big Hero Six mm-hmm. is campaigning to be. Uh, he wants to be a Tim Drake Robin if they do him in the movies, and says like he's Asian, he's Chinese, or at least half. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that like I have absolutely no problem with that. Who cares? 
Like that would be yeah. actually, I'm actually behind it. That would be awesome because the kid actually looks just like the drawing of him. I'll pull up a picture. I can't remember his name. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. Have Robin be an Asian American kid. That would be 100% fine with me. And, and to me, that seems like that's how you introduce um, character changes or new characters. Just like anything else, you've got established superheroes, established characters, write a good story around that. And then, oh, here's this little tweak and we're going to sell it. And then, you know, then they then they do their own run. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like any any yeah. any sitcom. What's his Ryan Ryan Potter? Potter that's his name. Okay. Like, oh yeah. yeah, that kid's Robin. Sweet. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So it's not like oh, I'm just pissed because they race change a character. I'm like, no, I actually would prefer that over anything else with that guy. But like, it's because it's just it's just clearly cheap. And there was one guy who was a black guy wrote in a comment about them changing the race of characters. He wrote, I really wish Marvel would stop trying to pander to us. I'm like, holy shit. Like, this guy's even against. He was like, "Uh, for the record, I'm black and I'm not racist, and I think this is stupid. That's exactly what Huck said. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more racist (laughs) that you're trying to pander to us, be like, look, he's a black guy, too. Like, no, I'm just, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just the fact that it's just like, just have a good idea instead of. Yeah. And I don't care if you made it a different white character. Like, the fact that you're just constantly changing who's in what role to just or you're changing all of them just write a good story like. <laughs> suck in well and that's the problem is that uh, marvel's not writing good stories at all i mean at, at the uh, civil war 2 um involves what's her name captain marvel mm-hmm. so she's thrust into you have a, a female character at the the crux of this entire thing and it's just a garbage story and it has nothing to do with her being female. It's just a garbage story. Um, it's not going anywhere, and where it's going isn't that great. Aren't they but. going to introduce Captain Marvel in... Infinity War, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. That's yeah. fine. Cool with that. 100% behind it. Yeah. Honestly, I, any, and we've talked about this. I mean, whether the movies are great or not, I'm just thrilled that they're making them. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're getting... Like in... Uh, I feel like we got a little lull between movies. I actually wrote down. No, there like, is. What, After what Doctor Strange in November, there's like nothing even, until. Yeah, we haven't had anything in a while until Doctor Strange. Yeah, I mean, that was that was something yeah. I wrote down. I, uh, Jay, I, we still got a couple more categories to go here, I believe. Oscar, okay, uh, the uh, the movie one's gonna be quick because uh, this was an awful summer. Yeah. Uh, I'm, Captain America: Civil War is the only movie that really stood out. Finding Dory won the box office. I actually only got to see about. 30 minutes of it before my son freaked out and I had to leave. Didn't like being but, underwater uh, or what was the problem? No, he was just done sitting. It was done? Yeah. You know, he they honestly sitting, do yeah. need to make those movies into little 30-minute segments, don't they? <laughs> yeah. or just well, I mean, he, he sat through uh, literally a half hour of previews and the Pixar short before the movie started mm-hmm. and then made it 25, 30 minutes into the movie. And so he was he had already sat there for over an hour. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, and he was done. Yeah, he was like, "I'm done. I'm two. What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're yeah. It's too dark. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. "Dory's a fish." <laughs> yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. This is all I'm gonna glean from this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Finding Dory was the number one box office. Secret Life of Pets was three. Captain America was two, and Suicide Squad was four. I mean, Suicide Squad was fine, but I would never say it should be considered one of the best of the summer. 
It made almost a billion dollars. That's the thing, and I don't yeah. know. I think that's. Just I'm glad because it's just a big middle finger to all these fucking ridiculously critical reviews. It wasn't yeah. great, but it doesn't mm. deserve to get. I feel like people think if I don't trash this movie, I'll sound stupid. So I need to, because I have a voice now, and um, if I say things are dumb, it means I'm smart. Right. Basically, yep. is the fucking thing now. <laughs> I I think I think a lot of that money was the fact that you had Harley Quinn in there, and you could bring your girlfriend to see that movie. Well, not just that. It was also, I think, the horrible critic reviews and then the good fan reviews made people think, yeah. I need to figure this out for myself because this is yeah. confusing. Maybe I should think for myself. Once. So I think it actually, the bad reviews coupled with the good user reviews made people go, all right, let's see what the fuck everybody's talking about. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, there was, I think there was plenty to, we, and again, so we're doing this recap episode of, of episodes we've done and i think we all for the most part enjoyed suicide squad but yeah it was no captain america no 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 captain america was uh it was a, just a great time in the theater yeah it was all right i mean i don't think it was amazing no it, it was i had fun watching it i can honestly say when i watched it a second time on blu-ray it wasn't as great as i, I remembered it, it to be it just it just came out on blu-ray right this week yeah yeah but it, it still wasn't bad. Yeah, right. it was fine. Like, I unlike think, say X Men Apocalypse, that I'm just never watching again. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I can't sit through that. Yeah, and fuck you, Rick, because now I can't look at that chick from Game of Thrones without thinking about Boy George. <laughs> it's uncanny. She looks, no pun intended. Looks like Boy George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what I got for winners and losers, Rick. Yeah. We're good. All right. So I guess uh, you know what? Before I do this i do want to do a little housekeeping it seems like with all the multi-part episodes we've been dropping lately our feed and soundcloud is a little jacked up basically the web address reflects a different episode number than what is titled so instead of going back and changing all that crap and then breaking our feed to itunes which you know hey the you know we got four people listening to us i don't want to lose them i'm i i want to say the last episode was named episode nine but it was episode 10 in the URL. And then I think we actually have like 12 or 13 episodes. So this episode is probably going to be called like episode 12. And so if you're listening to this and you listen to our last one, which was Zach talking about fast food, uh, you haven't missed anything. So I just, you know, I, I don't want anyone getting upset. Um, but anyway, so with that, we'll get some housekeeping out of the way there. Uh, what are we looking forward to this fall? It seems like uh, we just talked about it. We've we've got a bit of a wait for a comic book movie. Doctor Strange hits, I think, November. Probably, I bet it. Does it hit around Thanksgiving? It seems like it would. Obviously, we got Rogue One in December. I can't think of any other movies that are coming that are even on my radar. But that doesn't mean they aren't out there. No yoga hosers. <laughs> I don't know how you went to that movie. I couldn't finish the fucking trailer. You know, I yeah, I did go see that. You don't want to trash your boy. That's what's going on. You're exactly right. We don't have to. It. You can just tell him you're disappointed, and we can move on. It wasn't, and he said, well, here's the thing. Kevin Smith smokes a lot of pot, a lot of pot. So he comes up with some ideas that are not for me anymore. This, well, I think I'm a year older then, but I'm basically the same age as him. He's this movie he claims he wrote for essentially his daughter when she was younger because she didn't have any superhero movies as a as a young girl. 
Um, and I'm sure he came up with. And I'm sure he, yeah, yeah, again. And and it was clearly just, it was a love letter to his daughter. He sees his daughter, and then her best friend he is. He must fucking hate his daughter. Johnny Depp's daughter. <laughs> and they're always on their phone, and they talk a certain way, and they obviously interact with each other, and they hate adults, and, or, you know, and it, it was clearly this love letter to his daughter. I thought that, you know, there were parts in there that were very cute, but everything else about it just, uh, yeah, it wasn't written for me, man. So I didn't, you know, I, uh, I, to me, well, one of my favorite all-time movies ever is Chasing Amy. I love yeah. that movie. Love that movie. And then Dogma came out, and Dogma is just absolutely great. I mean, Clerks, Mallrats, Clerks 2 uh, are great movies. I always felt like Jay and Silent Bob was just something kind of, let's see how many, you know, how many uh, cameos can we get? Um, obviously, the Mark Hamill one being the best one in my mind. Right. But Chasing Amy and Dogma were, I feel, his best work. And that was his pinnacle for sure. Yeah, I, and I don't know what when he gets back to that. I haven't seen Tusk. I I don't know that I need to. And then the Yoga Hosers kind of stems from Tusk, I guess. And then there's another movie coming out. He does trilogies, of course. Uh, something about a moose. It's all Cana- It's the Canadian trilogy now with his daughter. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, I wasn't a big fan. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see it, and I never will. Oh, you know what? <laughs> uh, Red State was good, but it, it it was very different. It was a very yeah. it was a very strong departure from what a normal Kevin Smith movie I, looks and feels like. Yeah, and it was for what it was. It was it was a it, I liked it. It was a, it was a well done mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It, it was. I wouldn't call it, it a Kevin Smith. Yeah, movie. I was gonna say I wouldn't call it a Kevin Smith no. movie. The, it was a great horror movie premise that they set up when they're in there and they show him kill the guy, but then it kind of became a shootout for like the mm-hmm. rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then it ended with the just John Goodman talking about what happened instead of giving you an ending, which I thought was kind of strange, but I was fine with it. To me, that was probably the most Kevin Smith part of it was yeah. that, okay, now it's in your mind and you've got John Goodman saying Kevin Smith's words. And to me, I, that's what I, I really liked that. Yeah. So that yeah. was, you know, John Goodman's good. In fucking yes. Everything. He's great. But uh, it was it was fine for mm-hmm. what it was. I wasn't super into chasing Amy. I liked like the jokes were good. I think oh, as a uh, the book, relationship yeah. arguments were too real for me to the point where it irritated me. <laughs> it <gave> me like, <laughs> oh my god, I can't watch because I feel like I'm really watching a couple fight, which I guess was the goal. Yeah. But I'm yeah. like Jesus. And then the solution at the end, like Silent Bob's speech was fucking amazing at the end, but. And then the solution where he wants him and Banky and her to have a threesome and like Banky's on board. I'm like, I, f- this is a terrible idea. I feel like no one would come to this conclusion. It's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. That kind of took it, me out of it. But the rest of it, I really liked. Yeah. It was a great film with a not as great third act. Yeah. That's where it fell apart for me. And then, of course, at the very end, but, I still, it, it was like, it got better. But like the solution. Yeah, and it ended fine. And I feel like he does that in a lot of his movies. Like, I felt like Clerks 2 was like, I enjoyed. And then there was a song and dance number on a roof. And then it took a weird shock value turn with the donkey show. And yeah, then, like, what the? F- have. Yeah. I feel like his third act, I feel like he writes himself into a corner and just kind of goes over the top. But Mallrats is my favorite. 
Zach and Mary, Zach and Mary make a porno. Never, I only saw bits and pieces um, of it. That was okay. It was okay. Yeah, I, I never seemed like a more of a Judd Apatow movie than anything. Yeah. Um, well, who I who's another dude that just kind of got depressing. Like, yeah. Like knocked up, but knocked up. I stopped caring about Judd Apatow movies because Katherine Heigl is the most unlikable fucking actress in the world. <laughs> really? Uh, everything <laughs> she's like in, it. you're like, what a bitch. And like he's so like Seth Rogen is you know the love I love Seth Rogen, but it's like I'm a lovable stoner who knocked up this fucking mm. newscaster, which is unlikely as fuck. But also she is horrible and judgmental and he's a burnout and kind of an asshole. And you're like, these people shouldn't be together. And I don't know why they're even pretending to be in love. And then they end up together and it's like, that shouldn't happen. I don't want her to have any happiness. No. <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know. That was my kind of take on it. A completely unlikable character. You don't like, see, I didn't mind women. knocked up. Uh, I really hated funny people. I didn't see that. And I, I heard this is 40 was very, this is forty. Sad. Was uh, it, it? It it and I'm in my forties. Yeah. Was not funny, and it wasn't because it was oh. spoofing forty stuff. Maybe it's because I'm not forty married with kids. I don't know. I heard it made. It was just focused on every negative part of a relationship, is what was told to me. That it was. Very, yeah, it wasn't good. It was a very <laughs> negative take on yeah. being married that people don't agree with. They're like, I feel like you just made a reason to not get married <laughs> if i remember right i think it had a subplot about the uh the television show lost yes like, didn't he have a he had an uh he wanted to watch lost and then he was so upset over the fact that there was no real answer yes and then uh, a friend of ours decided to watch lost like maybe last year like two years ago two, yeah. yeah just like i'm gonna watch lost and and i've o- i only would w- my whole thing when lost came out is i would watch the the season premiere and then i would hear everyone bitch about it and then i would watch the uh you know the season ender that's the walking dead everybody talks about watching it like it's an obligation like i gotta watch this fucking show yeah you know i'm like i just like oh i can't believe they did that why did they do this this doesn't make sense and like well if i watch the start and i watch the end and i listen to you people i i I get the gist aziz ansari summed up something that i do and that's exactly (laughs) what it is where he'll be like he's like so i heard about this movie and I didn't really feel like watching it, so I put it on for five minutes, hit pause, go on to Wikipedia, read the summary up until the last paragraph, go to the last ten minutes, hit play, watch that. I basically saw the fucking movie. Yeah. And I did that with that Don, Don John movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Cause I got, oh, yeah. I got 15, 20 minutes in. I couldn't I stand it. About, like, this guy is a complete player, piece of shit, and mm-hmm. a bunch of horrible dickheads trying to get laid, talking the way nobody talks, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, very, like the way people think douchebags talk. Oh. You know, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Even worse. You know what I mean? Like, even worse. And then I'm like, I don't care if this guy gets better or worse, and I don't care where the plot is going. So I went to the end, watched the end, and I'm just like, I still don't feel like I missed anything, and then read the rest on Wikipedia. I'm like, I have no desire to spend two hours watching this. I feel like that's when they bring in some kind of ghostwriter who doesn't know what society sees like a douchebag as so somebody feeds them a couple you know two or three things like this is what a douchebag says or kind of the over the top stuff and then they just jam it down your throat the whole time um, i see movies like that where it's like okay is this did you yeah you're, you're just running with the same two things and i'm constantly hearing it now a flick that did just come out this summer that uh and i wouldn't say one summer because absolutely nobody saw it was uh everybody wants some 
Did either oh, of you see oh, that? Oh, no, I wanted to. But though. that was just on DVD, right? Or it just Blu-ray? came out on DVD but it never uh, about was a month the ago. But uh, I, saw, I ended up seeing it in the theater, and it was great. But was it? It was like an art house flick, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It had okay. a very limited release. Right. We can say that that's not necessarily seeing it in the theater. That's yeah, that's art house. <laughs> well, it, I was in the theater. Okay, there it was on a big screen. All right, I was in the theater chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's Link Letter, right? Yeah, it's the same guy who did Days of Confused. Yeah, he's great. He did. Yeah. I, I want to see Boyhood. Which he did, which was supposed to be really good, where he took the actors. And that took five years? Y- like 10. To make okay. it? Yeah. Because yeah. he used the actors aging in real time. So he would film like oh. 20 minutes of the movie, wait like five years, and use the. Basically, this kid grew up into like being 20 years old. He started when he was like 10. And by the end of it, he's. And it's the same actors aging in real time. Like Ethan Hawke is in it, oh, wow. and I forgot who else. What's it called again? It's called Boyhood. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be awesome. And his daughter was in it, and he had to like constantly convince his daughter to do the next part because <laughs> when she was a kid, she's like, "I want to be in a movie," and then got older and like, got this. over it. And he was like, "No, you're doing this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, you're committed." Yeah, he said like, and I like he had an interview I think with John Stewart about it. He was like, "This is groundbreaking filmmaking," and blah blah blah. And he totally downplayed it. He was like, "I don't know. It's just something I'd never seen done." I thought, "Wow, if I can pull this off, that would be cool." Like totally n- not pretentious about it at all. Hmm. He was like, "Yeah." I've Link never Le- seen that. Why don't I do that? He He's did School of Rock, which was fucking yeah. awesome. I yeah. rewatched that. I forgot how great that movie. Well, his is. first movie was Slacker, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think I actually ordered that Blu-ray. Everyone wants some, based on your uh, recommendation. Yeah, I so. highly recommend it. Watch it. Everybody, watch it. <laughs> well, you know, we were still kind of talking about what we're looking forward to. Have you guys seen any more Luke Cage? The dog just farted. Uh, I haven't seen the newest trailer. I'm gonna watch it. No, it. I'll watch it. So for sure. I've been watching the show. God, I'm such a Kevin Smith fanboy. Geeked out, and I guess they gave him seven episodes to watch, and he can't talk about it. Um, no, it was uh, Fat Man on Batman, his podcast, and but he can't really talk about it other than to say that it's amazing. His co-host said that it's the uh, and, and his co-host is, is uh, black said that it's the blackest show I've ever seen. And and I guess hmm. the entire soundtrack is 90s hip-hop. Oh, that's good. So I think I, I, everything I hear about it constantly makes me go, this is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, Star Wars Rebels. I'm starting to see the trailers come out of that. I think that starts in the next couple of weeks. Now that they got Vader and Maul in there, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited to start watching that again. I never got into Star Wars Rebels. I'm I'm not uh, not gonna lie about that. I I did I, the uh, the Clone Wars mm-hmm. until the last season, and then I kind of tapped out in the last season just because. Yeah, that was Lucasfilm. Yeah. Or Lucas's last hurrah, if you will. Um, and and Rebels, Rebels didn't. I watched the first one. It didn't really hook me. Well, basically, what I would do is I would DVR it, and then if I heard like Darth Maul was in it, and then they brought back uh, Ahsoka Tana, I would. I would fast forward and because all the commercials are Disney commercials and stuff, which you know don't do anything for me. But the last episode of Rebels is great when Vader shows up and 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 confronts Ahsoka Atana, and she senses that it's Anakin, but's not sure, and mm. and and um, she they they you know they scrap, and she ends up breaking part of his helmet. And you see his face, and they bring back the guy that did Anakin's voice in um, 
uh, Clone Wars. Oh yeah, and it's it's basically him talking to Ahsoka, but first he's kind of it it you know he's like why did you leave me and she starts kind of getting sappy and then he's like all right well now I'm gonna fucking kill you uh, so it's just it's so <laughs> and that was the last episode of the the last season of, of Rebels it? yeah and then Darth yeah. Maul's there but Darth Maul is just this wicked old man who's completely just out of his mind. And now he wants to be called Maul, and he, you know he doesn't recognize the Darth uh, title anymore. And it, it, you you should look that one up. It's real okay. good, real good, and it and it has me hooked into what's going to happen this next uh, season. Cool, um, I'm in. And I'll you probably do see. the I'll probably do the same thing as just you know DVR it and then yeah. watch the stuff that you know sounded cool. Other than that, I mean, what I wrote down here, uh, you and I went and saw Prophets of Rage. What'd you think of that, dude? You know that I I didn't really have any expectations going into it. Uh, the two of us have seen Public Enemy a lot. Yep. Uh, and Rage I think, Against I know Machine. I've seen Cypress Hill a couple times. Yep. I think you yep. have too. Yep. Uh, I've never seen Rage, but you have. Well, and and I, when when you know I had to preface it that in Cypress Hill too, I was seeing them in the early to mid '90s when Lollapalooza would be at like Pine Knob. Oh yeah, and it, it, so yes, I was there. I can sort of remember the music. I was out of my mind. So <laughs> this was, uh, yeah, I had a couple drinks, but let's just say I was sober seeing them this time <laughs> compared to yes. the last times. <laughs> and seeing them as as the three, you know, bands or units put together was amazing. I I was I was impressed in the fact that they had Be Real as the front man. I fully expected Chuck D to be. I thought Chuck D was going to be a lot more of the front man as well. Yeah. Um, I think that Be Real held his own and then some yeah. in filling in impressed. for the Zach De La Rocha, Matt voice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like his voice was spot on for the Rage tunes. Yep. You know, they obviously, you know, they they obviously, you know, they started out with DJ Lord uh, just just playing the turntables the way uh, you know a, a, a late '80s, early '90s. Uh, DJ would use turntables as an instrument, and it was awesome. It was so awesome that got that crowd going. You know, they did break into some Public Enemy and some Cypress Hill uh, with just Chuck and uh, um, uh, Be Real kind of down in. You know, I don't know if you want. I guess that was the mosh pit. People were standing. Yeah. Well, I I couldn't believe that uh, they played of all the Public Enemy songs to play. They played My Uzi Wears a Ton. Yeah, I, there was. I couple, was. I, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's an interesting choice. Yeah, if you'd said, you know, pick five, did they even play five Public Enemy songs? You might have played no. three or four, three. Yeah, I w- that would not have been one. But no. that was kind of their anthem coming out of their first album. Yeah. So, you know, but seeing Tom Morello on guitar, I, I just remember, I mean, I, I, you know, listening to Rage and the, and the sounds that the man could create. And then I remember Guitar Hero, he was one of the bosses that you had to beat. And that was almost impossible. But watching him play, like, he's the coolest dude in the room. Oh, yeah, you said that as soon as he came out, and I couldn't get over that. That was spot on. Yeah, coolest dude in the room. And then they would, would, you know, there was some video screens, so they would zoom in on his guitar, and you could just see how he turned these guitars into Frankensteins. And the way he plays and the way his fingers move on the on the fretboard, like you just I don't see 
guitarists move that way. No, he, he has a very unique sound yep. playing style, and there's there's definitely only one Tom Morello. Yeah. So that was that was cool. The night before. A great show. Yeah, that was that was a really good show. The night before that, I saw Max Sabbath with Clownvis Presley. That that was pure entertainment. I, I I had heard of Max Sabbath. I think actually you and I the first time we saw Ghost was at Majestic Theater. Yep. And coming out of there, I think the day before or maybe the day after Max Sabbath was at Magic Stick, and. I'm like, well, this is interesting, you know, a band dressed up. As, it was just the way they were at McDonald's. And I, you know, my first job, I worked at McDonald's for five or six years. So, you know, obviously recognizing all the characters and just all of their props and stuff were things that only McDonald's employees, I think, would recognize and say, oh, well, that's a, that's a, a helium balloon filler that they turned into a laser-eyed smoke machine and just shit like that. <laughs> just their whole spoof, I thought, was hilarious. But but before they came out, their opening act was Clown Vis Presley. And so he's a clown. He looks, a, or he's a clown that looks like a clown Elvis. But he sounds, he sounded great. They put just enough reverb on that mic to make him sound just spot on Elvis. But he's basically singing like he sang Fresh Prince of Bel Air to In the Ghetto. And then he would do magic tricks that were just goofy, and he would, you know, he was he was uh, pure entertainment. So when when he was done, buddy, I was with, I was like, I, we can go. I if I would want to see two hours of that dude doing a show. I don't know that there's anything that Max Max Sabbath can do to bring up my level of entertainment. And they were cool. And the guy basically he's uh, he's an evil Ronald McDonald that does an Ozzy Osbourne imitation. So you can't understand what he's saying. And then all of their tunes are, the band sounded great. They sounded like Black Sabbath. Meanwhile, one guy's dressed up like Grimace, and the other guy's wearing friggin' Mayor McCheese head with big horns coming out the, the front. I don't know how the hell they were playing, but they sounded great. You could only make out some of what he was singing, and everything that he's singing is obviously a parody, some kind of fast food parody of, uh, of a Black Sabbath tune. Uh, so it, it, again, Clownvis was, was the guy and that's, I, I, I'm going to follow Clownvis from now on and I hope that he shows up in Detroit just on his own and, and, uh, is a headliner. Well, um, I saw that he actually has a video for that Fresh Prince in the Ghetto. Posted it on the, on our, uh, on the yeah, Booking right. Pop Culture website. Or not website, we don't have a fucking website. On the, the Facebook page. That's all that matters these days. Booking Pop Culture Podcast on yes, Facebook. Absolutely, you can find it. And you can also find us at uh, BPC, BPC Podcast on Twitter. And I can go into our little spiel here, but message us there. Send us emails, the boys at bookingpopculture.com, and uh, give us some topics. You know, we're doing this recap show, but we're going to get back into it here. We've got a couple show topics in mind. Hopefully there's some some big pop culture events that we can uh, get together and chat on. But while we we're talking music, Ghost Pope Star Pope Star tour kicks off this weekend, and they land in Detroit. I think October third, we're seeing them. It's like correct. A, it's like a friggin' Tuesday, or it's a Monday. It's a Monday. Yeah, which is all you know. Why do Detroit always gets that man? It's like well, they'll Detroit will show up to a show. So yeah, whether well, we saw Ghost last time was on a Friday, which was dumb luck for us i guess yeah no it was great because i feel like we we got greased up enough 
and yes. we're right into yeah. it. I'm taking the day off work after this one because I plan on doing the same exact <laughs> thing. But uh, they're dropping a new EP, uh, new EP this Friday, Correct. and they just dropped uh, Level Hammer. Uh, Squared Hammer. Squared Hammer. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just writing notes here. Um, no worries, and it is amazing. It is amazing, but I have a feeling the metal purists are... are not. The metal purists already hate Ghost. Yeah, they do. They do. They like, oh, <laughs> so, we, we've already seen this act before. Blah blah blah. Well, whatever. It's so fucking great. What I do know that uh, is from the the Ghost uh, fan pages on on Facebook. They're going nuts over it, which is making me mm-hmm. get more excited for it because I, I'm so used to a band releases an album and everybody shits on it. I'm not used to a band releases an album and people goes go wow that's just really cool. Did they drop a taste of another track called Zenith or something? Because everybody's talking about that. About Zenith, yeah, I don't, I haven't heard that portion, but they did do something. There is a, that's the Ghost Civil War right now, is Zenith versus Square Hammer. Oh. Well, I did see today. I was gonna put it on the page. Basically, the Nameless Ghouls sitting. And I forget the name they gave her, but basically this old older woman who's just berating them about, okay, now you've brought in, you've become popular, and you've taken their stupid gramophone uh, awards, and you have you've taken pictures holding them like this means something, and look at you, and blah, just just berating them. And I was waiting for like you know a new papa to show up, or them to change masks or something and they kind of did a to be continued and i think that's their i think this friday uh when they drop the ep is the the next piece of this video so i i i, I love papa three and I, yeah. don't, I don't see them bringing out a new papa with a, just an ep but i you know we, we already have heard that they're gonna have a new stage show um or you know a backdrop or whatever they're gonna do with the stage they're, they're gonna do something but I feel like I just based on the poster, I just feel like Papa's gonna have, he's gonna have a different look, at least a different wardrobe. It might be the same Papa, you know, face and and whatnot. But I feel like his his secondary wardrobe is gonna be a little more poppy. You know? Well, and I would love that this this is them going pop. Yeah, this is uh, the ghost version of. U2's uh, Zeropia tour where they had a giant fucking lemon and that leads to Papa 4 taking over because yeah. Papa 3 had to go into his head. I don't know if that's what will happen. I'm, I'm sort of... I'm fan-booking their... Yeah. I'm fan-booking Ghost Well, and right everyone's, everyone's <laughs> saying that, you know, this doesn't sound like Papa and then uh, people will pipe in that, you know, the, the, the as the story goes or uh, Papa has been kind of reverse aging so he's getting younger so now he sounds younger so you know papa four the next iteration is going to be a younger papa you know yeah eventually he's going to be a teenager it'll be a little baby papa yeah yeah what was that benjamin button yeah <laughs> all right uh you know what i, I want to run through uh you know our normal uh, list of wrestling events still got a few fairs going on in september detroit style wrestling will be part of the troy days uh, this friday saturday and sunday september 16th through the 18th in Troy, Michigan, figure that. Pro Wrestling All-Stars presents Days of Destruction as part of River Rouge Days this Saturday and Sunday in River Rouge, Michigan. 
Uh, Zach Gowan's hitting the road this weekend on Friday night at Central Pennsylvania Wrestling in Lewiston, Pennsylvania for Body Slam Bullying. And then on Saturday, Classic Championship Wrestling presents Stomp Out Bullying in Marysville, Pennsylvania. Superkick Pro Wrestling in Toronto presents Underground this Friday at the Great Hall in Toronto, Canada. And then Alpha One Wrestling presents Matt Rats 2 this Sunday at the Knights of Columbus in Hamilton, Ontario. Next weekend, Ultimate Championship Wrestling returns to Bay City, Michigan on Saturday the 24th at the Prime Events Center. And then on Sunday, September 25th, XICW, our home, uh, our home base, returns to the Ritz and Warren to kick off Season 2 of XICW Proving Ground. Go out to XICWDetroit.com for online ticketing deals and VIP info. And also, get ready for the big XICW 16th anniversary show, Saturday, October 8th. XICW presents Best in Detroit 17. Aldo Rose, formerly Adam Rose in the WWE, is going to be on hand for all the Rosebuds out there. XICW is running for 16 years, and you do not want to miss the party. Again, go to uh, XICWDetroit.com for online tickets and VIP information. Truth Martini is expanding the House of Truth Wrestling School with two classes starting Monday, September 26th. Head out to HOTWrestlingSchool.com for all your information on how to sign up and get, and get started in professional wrestling. We say it in every show. You want to go to a reputable school. This is that school. Truth Martini is the man. If you show up and you show up with the heart, he will, he will, he will help you. He will help you. Other than that, uh, we were talking about just before the show, Theater Bazaar comes back to Detroit, the biggest Halloween party around. This time they're doing two weekends, October 14th and 15th, and October 21st and 22nd. Uh, you can go to the uh, Theater Bazaar Facebook page. There should be some information on out there on how to get tickets. But if you want to go, you should go there right now and get your tickets because this thing sells out, sells out fast. The fact that they're doing two weekends is probably the only reason that there might be a few tickets left. I would almost suspect that the Fridays, which are the... Uh, almost like a black tie uh, gala ball. Uh, those are probably sold out, but uh, you might be able to still get a couple tickets for that. Oh, I don't even want to call it a show. It's this huge event. If, if, if you're into Halloween, you know, and I'm seeing all these posts on Facebook about how everyone's saying, like, oh, I'm just sitting here waiting for Halloween, this is the show to go. This is the, the event to go to. Dickie Bronson, what, what do you got to say about Theater Bazaar, man? Nothing. You got to look it up. There's yeah. nothing I can say. Yeah, it, it's, it's people put a lot of creativity into their costumes. And then the, uh, the entire uh, Masonic Temple in Detroit, which already has this nice spooky feel to it. Be on the lookout for the... Uh, Infernal Guard. Infernal. That was the word I was looking for. Infernal Guard. You might recognize a few people. Um, or at least their dead selves. That's all I got, guys. Anything else? Um, Anything nope, else to that's plug? Great. Good wrap up. Good summer. We'll wrap up that summer. Dickie Bronson, need another LaCroix over there? Yeah. You, okay, there's probably one in the fridge. All right, I'm going right. to go get it. Okay. <laughs> all right, guys, let's take it home. We're out of here. Hey. 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 Hey.